0: Hey, this is Sophia, and this is Natasha, and welcome to another episode of Winter's Blooms Talks, which is an extension of our website, Winter's Bloom. Hello,
1: um, and welcome back to another episode of Winter Blooms Talks. Um, this is our episode for the May, our May New Moon Reflections, which you can find up on um, our website, and I'll also link them into the show notes. Um, but this month, in addition to the regular questions that we normally have on the new moon, we also offered a prompt um, searching or looking at how rhythms are changing within our daily lives or within our bodies, and if they're not a um, an exercise on how to... Um, prioritize or enact some change in rhythms or some and change and shifts in your lives. Um, so with that short little introduction, um, Sophia, would you like to share the fruits of your reflections?
0: Yeah, of course. So my reflections read, I feel that my rhythms are still shifting in the waters. And so I'm reluctant to pin them down mid movement. Instead, I let them be and for this month's new moon, I look to new opportunities I hope to nurture. An evening of spoken word, YouTube videos for winter's bloom, deepening my spiritual practice, moving in and reaching out, a balance. Listening to my body, feeling it, dancing with it, nourishing it, pampering and thanking it, as a few of the many ways in which I may pay homage to it. This month, the words come sticky, come reluctantly as I thread the liminal space, a day of celebration inevitably laced with loss an end interwoven with new beginnings. The words they come sticky but the feelings they come clear. With this new moon I resign myself to just fill. I guess we're going to kind of debrief it more later but I I really really liked your prompt and I was so excited for it. I was like oh my gosh this is such a great prompt and then when I sat down to actually reflect on what my rhythms have been this month it just it felt really hard to yeah pinpoint them as I said um, in my reflections and so this this month's reflection has been a bit shorter um, but the prompt I think has been equally important in making me realize how kind of undulating my rhythms were even though I wasn't able to pinpoint that down so I just wanted to say thank you <laughs> um
1: yeah thanks for reading your um your reflections and i'm glad that the prompt was helpful for you and yeah we will get more into a discussion of um, how those reflections went um so before i say anything else i'll just jump into um reading my reflection for the new moon um all right here we go here on the farm we've reached a kind of tempo that has the weeks bleeding into each other It will be Wednesday evening, and it will feel as if Saturday was the day before. Though COVID-19 has impacted many aspects of our day-to-day lives, we are still bringing vegetables to our community. These shared moments, the ones beyond the borders of our home, are luxurious. In these moments, the customers savor the beautiful vegetables, results of all the hard work of my brother-in-law, my sister, and the two apprentices have completed throughout the week. With winter's bloom as well, we are gearing up for... We aren't exactly sure what, but Sophia and I have been dreaming up lots of content and vehicles for that same content. Sometimes it feels as if everything we do goes by so quickly, but then we sit down and chat about the business or for a podcast, and time slows deliciously. As time cycles forward into the height of spring and summer, I will nurture those moments of shared stillness, the ones that become like an eddy in the rushing river of life. I am grateful to the farm, my sister and her family, the community, and to Sophia for reminding me in the more stressful moments of the beauty in life. I think um, what kind of inspired the prompt this month and also my reflections um, was just that I feel, uh, okay, I don't know if stereotype is the right word, but I feel that um, oftentimes in spring... Um, things do pick up really quickly, you know, both in the natural world, like that's when all the animals are trying to make babies and there's flowers in the trees and new growth, and it's just all exploding everywhere with greenery, um, which is really amazing. And then also I have, uh, seen that sometimes reflected in my own personal life or in other person's creative personal lives as well. Um, that things really start to pick up in the spring and summer. Um, and I have definitely felt that. Um, I mean, living on the farm, you kind of live by the seasons. Um, but yeah, so that's what inspired the prompt and kind of just a, a short debrief of, um, of my reflections. Sophia, I was kind of curious about, you know, your struggle to put things to words. And I was wondering if since we released our reflections, um, if you'd had a little bit more time to think of why the words have been or are still sticky for you.
0: Mm, I think um, it's to do, I guess, with mainly with my frame of mind. Um, so when I, the day actually that I sat down to reflect was the last day of um, Ramadan. And so it's it was really like the close of, yeah, the close of that lunar month and the close of this really spiritual month um, for me and the beginning of a kind of new month, but also The next day was Eid, so it was kind of like a beginning of a celebration as well. So I think it was just kind of like these feelings of loss and also excitement um and joy at the same time that made me feel I don't know, a bit I mean, it just felt hard to like bring those mixed emotions um to the forefront of what my rhythm was, because it just felt like there were so many different rhythms happening within me all at once and within this time. Um, I think also because I've spent the best part of this month, um, as in Ramadan month, really traveling inwards and working on um, nurturing my connection with God and with myself. And so I think as well, it comes with the fact that I've spent a lot of that time feeling and not necessarily um, externalizing those feelings or sharing them with others, and so I think there was also part of me that was still greedily trying to hold on <laughs> to those feelings. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the main the main reason why the words were a bit sticky for me.
1: I love the the way that you talk about you know like spending the whole time during Ramadan more trying to nurture your connection with God and like feeling more. Um, and I don't think you have to say that you were greedily trying to hold on to that because I think that's something that could could be helpful to incorporate more of that in our daily lives like more of the feeling and the intuitive rather than always naming things although i know that's kind of how we are with language mm-hmm. and stuff um but yeah sometimes i do feel that like actually i felt this the other day because you know winter's bloom is so much on the computer you know like we have a website we have youtube now we have podcasts um I was getting so caught up and excited about what we were offering and what we were doing that I didn't realize how much time I was spending on the computer. And I know this is a little bit different, but Mm. it got to the point where I was just like overloaded with like trying to define what we were doing or trying to categorize what this podcast was going to talk about or what that YouTube video was going to be. And I, I just like shut down my computer and I went and just like sat outside for a little bit. I don't even know, like, I didn't really do much, but it just felt good to have that and just like physically close that and go and just be outside and kind of feel the sun on me and like hear the birds and have something that wasn't just so in my head, you know, and, and just remind myself that it is possible to also be grounded with the earth or just grounded in the physical moment that you're in. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's really important
0: yeah and thank you for sharing that as well because I feel I just remember like in first year um when we were first getting to know each other I just always thought you had a really good sense of knowing when to kind of um detach yourself from others or yeah like from work as well um and that was something definitely in first year that I just did not know how to do (laughs) um and so yeah I, I feel like you you're really good at that knowing when to switch off I feel like some people just keep on going even though like their body's telling them you know you need to kind of take some time out for yourself um and that's something that I felt kind of came through in your reflections as well I felt like there was there were moments of like busyness especially when you're talking about your sister and um your sister and her husbands and the the vegetables you're selling at the market but then also you know those moments of quiet and um detachment and just slowing down um and so yeah I really liked how you kind of picked up on that kind of elasticity of time um and it's something which I feel like we kind of keep going back to uh, both in our private conversations and also in winter's bloom in different ways um in the articles we write but I was just wondering I know you mentioned um that kind of talking um sitting down and kind of like just debriefing everything, um, with with me was like one of the ways in which you felt that time slowed down. But I was just wondering if you had other kind of, um, mechanisms that you practice, uh, to kind of help you let time just resume its more liquid form and not, you know, be racing ahead.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, there are a few, ways that I think so okay yeah as I mentioned in my reflections definitely speaking with you and taking that time um throughout our day and even just the moments I was reflecting on this because I was just speaking with one of the apprentices and he was saying how um you know we were talking about how technology is taking over kind of going down that whole spiral um and he was saying how yeah it's weird you know I only really give phone calls to my parents um or my grandparents. Most people my age, my generation, they prefer a text message if that, you know, there's very little phone call interaction. Um, And then I told him about our voice notes and how we, you know, kind of go back and forth almost every day, I think, sending voice notes. And even those little Mm -hmm. voice notes, are such great moments of stillness um, because I could be in the middle of cooking or something and I'll be like, oh yeah, I got a voice note from Sophia and I'll listen to it. And just hearing your voice, even though it was from the past, I guess, because you had sent it, it just... I don't know, it really brings you there with me. And oftentimes, like, I can hear, so, you know, like, like one time I remember sending you a voice note and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm cooking, so you might hear some bumping and thumping. And then one time you sent a voice note and you're like, oh, I'm just doing my walk up and down the stairs. So I feel like there are moments where I feel as if I'm with you, even though you had already sent them. Um, I think also with my nieces, I've noticed, and this is something that I still need to balance out a little bit, Um, But we've been homeschooling with them a lot. And in the mornings, they can be fairly self-directed. But sometimes, especially the younger ones, need help with spelling and reading and stuff. Um, And so I'll be sitting there trying to take that time to work with Winter's Bloom. And what I've noticed is that the moments where I feel like things are a little bit too overwhelming or when I'm starting to get a little bit stressed and frustrated are the moments when I'm trying to do all these things at once. Um, so when I've started to feel that in my body, I will just, even if I'm in the middle of something for winter's bloom, I'll just close my computer. And I've noticed that that is really helpful, not only for myself, but I feel like for my nieces, you know, because I mean, I'm totally projecting this onto them. They haven't told me this, but I feel sometimes like when I'm also working on my computer that they're having to fight for my attention and, um, so those are those are some moments of stillness that I've tried to find with my nieces. Um, but yeah, that was a good question. What about um what about for you? I mean, I know you've said that words are more sticky, but maybe more intuitively and feeling wise. Have you been able to find moments of stillness um, in your day to day?
0: Yeah, I think what you were saying about the voice notes I could totally um relate to, I think as well because. When when you send the voice notes, I obviously like obviously we're exchanging information that's important as well. So it's not just something that I kind of absent-mindedly put on in the back in the background, if that makes sense. Because I feel like sometimes I go about my day and there's like music or I'm listening to a podcast, but I'm not really like paying attention to it. Whereas with your voice note, it kind of forces me to stop even briefly what I'm doing um, and be physically still and what I'm doing um, and be more attentive to what I'm listening to and to hearing your voice as well so I think that definitely provides me um with with a moment of stillness I think also um I've been trying to more recently move (laughs) from spending too much time in my head um and moving more into my body and the physicality of it which is something um that I kind of wanted to convey as well in my reflections I think a lot of us spend so much time in our heads that we kind of live in a disconnected way from the physicality of our experiences um and so you know for example um something as, as simple as like i wake up every morning i make the exact same <laughs> green smoothie every morning after a while i began to realize that you know i don't even really need to be intentional with what i'm doing i don't really need to Think about what my hands are doing um I just kind of do it which I don't think is bad all the time but it does it does become a bit mechanical um and I feel like then I'm not really connecting with my body and living through my body um so yeah I've been trying to make an effort I guess to move my consciousness um from my mind and move it to feeling through my body um and one way that I guess I've been doing this is trying to carve out like five ten minutes in the morning um to just meditate and also to stretch and just feel my body moving and reconnect both that like mind body connection um but yeah also kind of situating myself in my environment more and i really liked that exercise that we did for um the last reflection session where we sat down in our space um and really took the time to connect with that that's something i've been trying to just do whenever i feel that i'm kind of just rushing through life and not really taking time to to be in my experiences
1: I love that you mentioned the, um, the fact about how every morning you wake up and you make the same green smoothie. And that's not necessarily bad, but it can feel kind of mechanical because that brought me back to um, when I was living with my dad, I guess, maybe a few years ago now. Um, I was working at this nature preschool, and I would usually work in the mornings. Um, And I'm a morning person, so it, it was never a trouble waking up. But I remember like, I would go, and I would make my tea, and then maybe I would make a piece of toast or whatever it was. And after a certain point, it was that same thing every day. And I just started to I don't know what it, it wasn't exactly irritation, but it was just kind of like, okay, I just got to get through this so I can get to the next thing. So I can get to the next thing. And it, because I usually wake up so early in the morning, it wasn't even that I was running late or that I was in a rush to get to work. Um, but yeah, it was just this thing where it's just like, oh, I just got to get this over with so I can do this and this. And then I started to be like, okay, this is craziness. Like, why am I getting so worked up about making my tea, making my (laughs) toast? Um, and so, yeah, so I kind of I, I tried to start to be like, OK, I am going to look at this as if I'm making this the best cup of tea ever and like tried to shift my mind. And of course, it wasn't perfect all the time. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's nothing wrong with kind of being on autopilot sometimes. But I think also returning your mindfulness to it. And, and I know that mindfulness is a word that's thrown mm. out, thrown around a lot. So I don't claim to be an expert on mindfulness. This is just my own um connection to that word. But yeah, just trying to be back and be like, okay, right now I'm making my tea and that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um but yeah, I really yeah. am glad that you brought that up because I think that's important as well.
0: Moving on slightly, I wanted to move on to the the imagery in your reflection. I know it is like a it is a reflection um, and it is how you're feeling. But I also felt like it was a beautiful piece of art as well <laughs> with the imagery. Yeah. Um, and I particularly liked the the imagery of borders, um, mainly because it's a concept that, like, fascinates me. Like, what is a border? And I guess, again, like, the idea that it's, like, borders are liquid and they're just, you know, they are kind of given life through what we define as borders. Um, but anyway, I was wondering, um, from from that imagery of the borders, the external borders, um, have you felt that these borders have manifested themselves um, in your current situation with COVID-19 or if other types of borders have manifested themselves? Um, And do you feel like it's a physical manifestation or if it's more of a, like, figurative one? That
1: is a really good question. Um, And I think the answer is that it depends on situation to situation. Um, so how do I put this to words? Yeah, now I'm having trouble with words. Um, I So basically, I think in a lot of ways, I have um, kind of learned to uh, maintain borders within this household because You know, because I'm living with my sister and her husband, and they've like graciously taken me in, um, and I'm living with three little girls who bless them, I love them, and they are also very loud and rambunctious, (laughs) and that's great. Um, But I think over the past week, especially because it's been raining, so we've all been kind of trapped inside, um, I've learned to kind of maintain and cultivate my own borders. So, like, carving out time for myself. Um, And I've always felt kind of weird about this because growing up, our house was always so open, Um, Mm. but... You know, sometimes when I feel like I do need a break, whether it's so that I can work on winter's bloom or whether it's I can just, you know, sit down and read for a little bit, I'll actually go upstairs and close the door to my room, um, which has always been a little bit weird because I think growing up, my brother and I never really closed the door to our room, maybe a few times, but even at night, like our door would be open and stuff. Mm. So that's been a little bit weird for me getting used to that, but it has been, you know, its it's been very helpful for me. Um, I think now with um, market, some of those more, um, not necessarily physical borders, but I guess policy borders, just because of how we need to uh, shelter in place and self-quarantine have become a little bit blurred. Um, we still at the, at the farmer's market booth, we actually don't allow the customers to come into the booth. So we have bungee cords set up, like they can step in a little bit to see the vegetables. Um but that's just so it's, So basically we touch all the vegetables. They just tell us what they want. But it's interesting how that physical boundary, it, this is kind of a silly anecdote, but um, w- on one of the first weeks, we didn't actually have those bungee cords. And we had a bunch of signs up saying like, please don't step into the booth. These are the new policies under COVID-19. And barely anyone actually read the sign and they were all coming into the booth and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and so now having the physical barrier, they can't do that anymore. But it's funny too, because we've noticed over the few weeks, like the policy was that, okay, please don't socialize, just come and get your goods and then go. Um, and people did a little bit of that at the beginning, but now people are just kind of socializing and walking around with their families. Um, so yeah, I feel like those boundaries really are blurred. Um, I don't know if that 100% answered your question, but um, I was wondering if if like that has shown up for you um, and in what ways that yeah that kind of manifests itself for you
0: yeah just to before I get on to um sharing a bit of my experiences I just wanted to pick up on what you were saying about um like when you were growing up and kind of having the door open to your bedroom um it just when you said that because that really resonated with my experience growing up as well and I just thought for a second is that a kind of um and like I was gonna say cultural like an ethnic thing not really an ethnic thing speaking more specifically about like um West African cultures and also Asian cultures from what I know um I just feel like I remember when I was younger, and I like maybe sixteen, and I started to get into that stage of closing my door and be like, "I need privacy." My mom's like, "What is this word, <laughs> privacy?" <laughs> like, she's like, "We're an open household." And like, just in that moment, I reflected back to um my family in the Gambia, and really, truly, and honestly, there is like no privacy. Like, everyone is just always like, someone will just walk in, you know, and you're naked, and it's just like it's normal, it's fine. Like, no one really. And like even in the gambit when we were there I feel I feel like you might have felt this where people just come up to you you know like when we're at the beach trying to chill and people just could not see that we were in a conversation or that we just did not want to be disturbed um but anyway so that just made me think of that it's a little side note but um yeah I think it's it's been really weird as well kind of like you I feel like I feel like there's almost I feel like it's been kind of a pull in two different directions so I feel like with some people I've interacted with, there's almost this um, desire to be closer together because these invisible borders of like being two meters apart or whatever um, have been put in place. Whereas from for other people, it's kind of just like, and these are also, just to mention, these are strangers as well. So understandably, like they don't know me, but some people are just so like... I don't know, sometimes I just feel like being a bit over the top about the whole social distancing. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't social distance, but like some people will go way beyond two meters. um, And like if they see humans, they will literally cross the road from like a mile away um, to make sure that they're kind of, um, yeah, like that that you're not going (laughs) to risk even touching the same air. Um, So it's been weird because I think, I don't know, I feel like for some people it's just kind of like this is manifesting the anti-socialness that some people have in a sense of like wanting to to kind of I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with that but I just feel like it's been like yeah, a pull in different directions, I feel like some people um, some people have been more, like you were saying um, open to like socialising um, maybe again because of that lack of Of natural human contact now whereas others have just been so adamant about like keeping distance and you know like yeah just kind of solidifying those imaginary borders
1: yeah and it's interesting you when you were saying that it made me think about um some of the responses to the survey we put out about uh, whether coronavirus is bringing out the best or the worst in us and I remember reading some of the responses and just a theme that came out was being more intentional about where you spend your energy and not just energy in terms of like work or whatever, but your energy in connecting with people. Um, and that's, you know, that's another way that I feel I've been a bit more intentional about my borders is reaching out to people. And I think kind of what you're saying, like, you know, yeah, the, the social distancing aspect about it, or the one meter, two meter, whatever that you have to be apart from someone definitely makes it where I feel it's much easier to close in and just be like, okay, I'm just a unit. I need to be safe. I need to be clean. But then, you know, then there's that whole, especially for people who are living alone, which I don't actually really know that experience because I haven't been living alone during quarantine, but, um, you know, that like missing that social connection with other people. Um, and it's interesting because even though like I have a lot of social interaction in my day to day because I'm living with my sister and her husband and her three girls, um, and then there's two apprentices on the farm as well. Um, it it all it feels weird or not weird, but it feels like a different kind of social interaction with the customers at market. And of course that that sounds kind of silly to say because they are customers, they're people I don't know very well. So of course it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but you just I feel I have definitely underestimated the power of those small, like not necessarily super intimate conversations um, and just kind of like maintaining a level of mm. social interaction, I guess. But even people who I'm not physically connected with right now, um, you know, making time like I've made time to send a message or even I've started writing letters again recently and. Um, and making phone calls and stuff and just reaching out to people, but not all the time. You know, I feel like it's so easy in quarantine to be like, oh, I need to reach out to all these different people. But that kind of zaps my energy just as much as being in a highly social interaction or so- social situation does. Um, so being intentional about when I do that. I know that we are running a little bit on time. And so, Sophia, I wanted to ask you, I know we kind of ask this question every um, every month or every time we reflect but um, are there some lessons or some practical tips that you think you'll take forward with you from this reflection session?
0: Um, I think the main one is learning to be okay with just feeling things and not having to name things all the time. And yeah, just letting, letting myself sit with how I'm feeling um, and not feel a pressure to, to have to categorize what I'm feeling. How about you?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's such an important one, too, because I think so often we put so much emphasis on what's going on in our mind, what's going on in our brains and like naming things and categorizing things. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really good one that I'll probably take forward as well. Um, I also do kind of want to take forward um, this idea of of boundaries, Um and not that I want to just like build up walls around myself, but I remember um, I took this Kung Fu uh, sexual assault prevention course. Um, and during the session, the guy was talking all about, so it was it was all for women. And he was saying how as women, you know, if you've been assaulted or like want to avoid assault or whatever, um, it's really important to put up those boundaries, especially when you get that little feeling in your gut of like, oh, this is wrong. And it could be something as simple as, um, someone making like an innuendo at you or, you know, touching your knee or something. And if that makes you feel uncomfortable, we've been so trained to just explain it away and be like, oh no, I'm just making a big deal out of it. But he's like, the second you feel that just put up that boundary and make them feel uncomfortable. And so the whole session was all about us putting up our boundaries. But then at the end he was like, remember that boundaries can always come down and there's just as much power in, Bringing down those boundaries and letting in someone, as there is, in putting them up and protecting yourself. Um, So I definitely am going to play with that moving forward. Play with, you know, being honest with myself about when I need to put up boundaries and when I can bring them back down. But yeah. Anyway, was there any last uh, words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to share with us?
0: No, I loved what you just ended on, and I think those are really appropriate and fitting words to end on. So. I think that's it.
1: Cool. All right. Well, thank you for joining us in our conversation about our reflections. Um, we hope that you get just as much value out of it as we do. And if you ever do want to share your reflections or share a prompt um, on any format that you want, podcast, um, writing on our website, or even video on YouTube, because that's coming out soon, uh, please contact us, wintersblooming at com. Um and yeah, have a good rest of your day and we'll speak to you later.
0: Bye. even when you're even when you